1: And welcome to Bobberty Live. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me this afternoon. My telephone number is 877-BOB-LIVE, 877-262-5483. Uh, news from the State House: um, The uh, Ohio House has just passed the Born Alive Infant Protection Act. Uh, otherwise known as SB 157. It has already cleared the Senate and uh, will be now headed to the desk of Governor DeWine, and we are hoping and praying that he will sign it. Uh, What does the law do? It requires an abortionist to file a uh, report with the Department of Health if an abortion is botched and the baby is born alive. But much, much more important, it requires that that baby that was born alive uh, as a result of a botched abortion be treated like any other human being with life-saving efforts. Now, I, I look at this, and my first response is, why do we need a law? There. All right, I realize the the intention was to kill the baby, to abort the baby, but something happens, and the baby is actually born alive. You have a human being out of the womb alive. Why in the world would you need a law that would force medical professionals to give that baby medical treatment to try to keep it alive? Well, this is the evil nature of the abortion industry. And by the way, the abortion industry has fought this law tooth and nail. Why? Well, the only conclusion is they would rather allow the baby to die. Even though the baby was born Quote, the uh, bill acknowledges the simple fact that regardless of the circumstances surrounding his or her birth, every child deserves our compassion and care, says Senator Terry Johnson, a physician and the lead sponsor of the legislation. So that is good news, and uh, I—with this governor— you 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 just never know but i can't imagine that governor dewine will not sign this so we'll keep an eye on it it is uh, it is amazing that this legislation is needed but i am grateful that it has passed so we'll see as soon as governor dewine makes a, a decision on it we will uh, pass that along to you uh An update on a story that we have been following, Uh, InterVarsity Christian Fellowship and Business Leaders in Christ on the campus of the University of Iowa sued the University of Iowa. Oh, it's been, uh, I think it was all the way back in 2017, because the University of Iowa said, uh, uh, you either... Allow homosexual student leaders in your Christian organizations or you can't be on campus. These Christian ministries said, well, wait a minute. We have convictions that are deeply rooted in our Christian faith. Anybody can be a member of our club. Anybody. But as far as leadership, we have a doctrinal statement. And it's important that the leaders actually believe what the club stands for. Well, the University of Iowa said, we don't care, you're discriminating, you're out of here. So they sued. Well, here is the good news. The uh, University of Iowa has reached a $1.9 million settlement, and they have reversed course and said, oops, of course you can meet on our campus. The uh, Beckett Fund are the ones that um, represented these two clubs on the the campus of the University of Iowa. Quote, the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled in July that it would be hard-pressed to find a clearer example of viewpoint discrimination. Schools are supposed to be a place of free inquiry and open thought, but the school officials here punished opinions they didn't like and promoted ones they did, all the while using taxpayer dollars to do it. Daniel Bloomberg, a spokesman for the Beckett Fund, said, the good news is they've been held accountable and school officials nationwide are on notice. We are optimistic that in the future, colleges will pursue policies of accommodation, not discrimination, when it comes to religious exercise on campus. So this has been a long, hard-fought legal battle, and the good guys have won. Uh, Now, most of that money is going to go to lawyers, as is the case in most of these, but The good news is, religious liberty has been upheld on this college campus, and I would hope that other universities all across America would look at this case and realize that if they discriminate against Christian organizations on their campus, the same thing could happen to them, and they might be the next one paying out millions of dollars in damages for infringing on the religious constitutional rights of Christian organizations to uphold what they believe. Wouldn't it be ridiculous for uh, a Spanish club on a university campus to be forced to elect a president who doesn't speak Spanish or has no desire to speak Spanish? Wouldn't it be ridiculous if the chess club was forced by a university to elect a president who hated chess? It's just, it is ludicrous. And the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals and the Iowa State Appeal Board agrees. The University of Iowa was discriminating. Good for those students, good for the Beckett Fund in standing up for their constitutional religious rights. All right, we're going to take the first break of the hour, and then we will return.
0: Bob Bernie Live.
1: Listen to this headline. A dozen U.S. cities set annual murder records with three weeks left in 2021. Yeah, it's a major story. At least 12 major U.S. cities have already set. Historic murder records in 2021. Uh, Philadelphia, well, okay. Philadelphia, Indianapolis, Louisville, St. Paul, Portland, Tucson, Toledo, Baton Rouge, Austin, Rochester, New York, and Albuquerque. Oh, uh, yeah, one more. Columbus, Ohio. Columbus, Ohio. And, uh, well, they have several things in common. Large populations. They're spread all over the United States. Midwest, West Coast, East Coast, South, North. Uh, But here's the one thing that they all have in common. All of them. Democratic leadership. At city council. Now, is that a coincidence? Possibly? No, no, I'm serious. It is, it is possible. But I find it tragically ironic that all of the cities in America that are experiencing huge spikes in crime and homicides are led by Democrats. Uh, Philadelphia. Philadelphia, uh, as of December 7th, two days ago, had recorded 523 murders. Uh, That's more, obviously, 365 days a year. That is more than one every single day, every day of the year. Uh, Philadelphia even recorded more murders than New York City, even though New York City's population is six times bigger, larger than uh, Philadelphia. So again, Columbus, Ohio, Indianapolis, Indiana, Louisville, Kentucky, St. Paul, Minnesota, Portland, Oregon, Tucson, Arizona, Toledo, Ohio, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Austin, Texas, Rochester, New York, and Albuquerque, New Mexico. Some of you might be saying, where is Chicago in that? Well, believe it or not, uh, crime and homicides are way, 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 way up in Chicago over the last two or three years. But you have to go back to 1970. 1970 for the all-time record in homicides in Chicago. They're still leading the country, but it is not a record because they recorded over 900 murders back in the 70s. Yeah. Uh, But again, Democratic leadership. And then there's this story. Many of you have heard of wreaths across America. America wreaths, like Christmas wreaths, round, evergreen wreaths, wreaths across America for over 30 years, wreaths across America have been putting wreaths on military grave sites all across America, all across America. And again, they've been doing this for 30 years. Last year with COVID, uh, they did kind of a, a virtual thing. It's a wonderful thing. And again, they've been doing this for 30 years. I'm looking at some pictures of some military cemeteries across America, and every single grave has a beautiful evergreen wreath by the headstone. It's a good thing, right? Well, unless you are part of the Military Religious Freedom Foundation. Yes, Mikey Weinstein Uh, We've heard of him before. Uh, And as I've said, if it's from the left, you take the name of the organization and understand that the real purpose is exactly the opposite. It's the same with the legislation. If legislation is proposed by the political left, the purpose of the legislation is the opposite of the name of the legislation. So this organization, Military Religious Freedom, Foundation is all about destroying religious freedom for anyone in the military. Well, they are fighting wreaths across America. In fact, they are calling this evil, an atrocity, a disgrace, unconstitutional. What? To put a wreath on the grave of a military individual? Mikey Weinstein said, we have no problem if people reach out and want to wreath on their deceased veterans' graves. But to put them everywhere, to blanket them without permission of the surviving families, is unconstitutional an atrocity and a disgrace. The gravesites of Christians and non-Christians alike will be adorned with this. Hijack form paganism symbol of Christianity, circular and made of evergreen to symbolize everlasting life through Jesus Christ. Whether the families of the deceased veterans like it or not, the organization claimed that wreaths across America enlists the help of volunteers across the country to lay a wreath on every veteran's grave, forcing the non-Christian dead who didn't celebrate Christmas and life. Is celebrated in death. Um, yeah, they are uh, fighting. They are saying, "I don't think they're going to do it this year because it's a little late." They're saying they're going to file a lawsuit to prohibit this organization, Reese Across America, from putting wreaths on graves unless. They receive the written permission of the surviving family members. Now, what would that do? Destroy the whole thing. The paperwork, the research, finding the addresses of the survivors, uh, pinning the letters, sending the letters, uh, keeping the database. It would basically destroy this whole thing of Reese across America, which is exactly... What the uh, Military Religious Freedom Foundation wants. If it's good, they're going to oppose it.